With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. For Furphy, at Little Creatures Village, Geelong, this is the warm-up with Warlow and Moods. Yeah, still plenty of gum this morning. Want to catch up for the local footy wrap at some big grand finals this weekend. And, of course, the marketplace. Looking forward to that. I am going to buy Scotty Pippen, just a heads up, because he's an absolute <laughs> legend. We'll get to that very soon. One man who's just everywhere at the moment. Um, in fact, I did hear a whisper during the week, Moons, that uh, I don't know if it was official or not, but Tim Watson may have slipped that he was a chief footy reporter for Channel 7. I have no problem with that. I do not either. He joins us on the line from Brisbane this morning, Mitch Cleary. Mitch, welcome, mate. Is uh, Has you that know, been ticked off from the, the bosses at 7? No, no. Tim might have jumped the gun there. He's, uh, he might know something that I don't. So uh, I actually worded him up. I saw it got a bit of traction, that, uh, that <laughs> comment. So I worded him up and said, is there something you know that I don't, Tim? And he said, no, everything's, everything's tracking well. So uh, we'll see what, uh, what happens in the off-season. But... Uh, no, I think everyone at uh, Channel 7 is just uh, firmly focused on, on finals. You're the man, day. Mitch. Come on. You're the man. <laughs> I've, you've always, I've always been in your corner, Moon, so uh, <laughs> that's, uh, that's, good, that's a good support. I might pass it on. Mate, there's so much uh, news getting around. Uh, we'll mention the game uh, a little bit later as you're in Brisbane for Brisbane and Carlton tonight, of course. Uh, talking finals, new show, uh, of course, running for a couple of weeks. I want to touch on... Uh, some of the stuff that's been going on there. In fact, I want to touch on in a moment about what's going on with the, with the dress code there. But talking finals, new show. Um, how's it all been going, mate? How have you found uh, getting there every Wednesday night? It's been good, thank you. Yeah, JP, absolute jet as a host. And uh, I don't know, it's just been good to talk a bit of footy. Uh, on 7, obviously, they haven't had a footy program on Channel 7 for, for some time now since talking footy and um, the game day show on the Sunday morning left. So, no, it's been good to, to bring it back to the finals. It might be a little prelude uh, in the future, but uh, no, I love working with those guys. And it's, uh, it's been good to hear the insights of, of Joel Stolwood and Trent Koch. And even, I didn't know this until during the week, that Trent Koch actually said he, before the 2020 grand final, individually sent a video message to all of his teammates and every footy department member. It said he took him over an hour or two to individually, the day of the game, the morning of the game, sent individually a 30-second video to, to every teammate and, and footy member at the club. So I found that pretty interesting. It's uh, yeah, pretty well, good insight, having just retired. That is that is pretty amazing, actually. And that's, well, that's why he was a great captain. Yeah, good leader. Hey, uh, Mitch, speaking of Richmond, uh, the new coach just decided to pop their head up finally. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it, Moons? Uh, Adam Muse, great to see him finally mm. get an opportunity. He ran second to Adam Kingsley last year. And many people probably thought throughout that process he was the favourite for it. But Kingsley got the job at the Giants, and we know what he's been able to do this year with that footy club. And then he was well and truly in the race for the Essendon job before Brad Scott sort of did a backflip at the last minute, having said he wasn't going to be part of the process, came in at the last second and got that Essendon job. And Uze, you know, thought maybe my mm. time is up as an AFL senior coach and maybe, you know, I'm not going to get that opportunity. So... It's great to see him get that. I think through the Richmond process, he took a bit of time at the start to even weigh out whether he's going to put his hand up for um, the opportunity to even to be interviewed and that sort of thing, given what had happened in the last couple of years, running so close 
to a couple of jobs. But he comes in um, with experience at Melbourne as a, a premiership assistant. He was under Clarko for some time at Hawthorne. And, and many people think he's one of the sharper footy brains. Um, and often footy goes in waves. We've seen, you know, the Craig McRae model work at Collingwood. We've seen the Adam Kingsley model work at GWS. I reckon this is almost like an Adam Kingsley model. Um, he's obviously not... Uh, Everywhere in the media, Adam Uze is not a, a household name in terms of presence and that thing in the footy but he was a star player. And uh, they say he's one of the sharpest minds when it comes to footy strategy. So can you see what he can do with this Richmond link? Mate, I want to touch on a couple of things as we push through. Grundy deal, I'm not really interested about where he's going and how that gets done, but there was talk during the week, and I think it's been debunked, that Collingwood may not have to pay any more money if he goes somewhere else. I'm assuming that's not correct. How do you see it? Yeah, so last year when, when Grundy left Collingwood, he essentially put his contract in two. He had the Collingwood Port and the Melbourne Port, and he essentially gets paid by two different employers right now. So it's been long thought that Melbourne have a deal with Collingwood. That's not the case. So Grundy essentially is paid by Collingwood and he's paid by Melbourne. So the Collingwood aspect of that, when he goes, as we expect, still have four years remaining on the original deal they with Brody Grundy. And then the Melbourne deal to essentially just shifted over to Sydney. So unless... The, the Demons are happy to put their hand up and say, we will pay some of the money to get a better draft pick. The Demons are not inclined to pay a cent of Brody Grundy's contract for the next four years. It'll be essentially be Collingwood continue to pay what they owe him. It's around two to $300,000 a season. And then Sydney will take on the uh, the Melbourne payments. And uh, that's how it'll go, that's how it'll go from, from here. So potentially, uh, Moons, he could be being paid by three clubs next year, which uh, should be lovely, wouldn't it? it? <laughs> wouldn't you just love that? It'd be great for the third club. Imagine you doing the invoices. You can't do invoices. Imagine <laughs> you trying to do three invoices. I'd, I'd be ringing you a lot. <laughs> hey, uh, speaking of all these trade rumours and all these type of things, um, the mid-season trade. Now, we, we all love trade period. It's something yep. that Wallo and I have spoken about a lot. It's, it's great. Is there a chance of a mid-season one, Mitch? There is a chance. So the CBA has just been ticked off on Thursday, Moons. And um, a big part of that is that the AFL Players Association and the AFL have agreed that as through the life of this five-year agreement with the players that there will be a mid-season trade period. It could come in as early as 24 next year. Now, the interesting part of this for me is there's so many players that need to be ticked off. I think there will be parameters as to who can be traded. You know, are you at a contract at the end of the season? Have you played, you know, less than five of the first 12 games, for example? There'll be all sorts of different riders on this, and that's what the AFL will work through. But I reckon it's a, it's a chance to come in as early as next year. I, I don't think we'll see the superstars get traded. I think the AFL might bring in parameters that it's more for those fringe types. You know, when a club loses a Ruckman, they can go after them. It's back like Port Adelaide have, you know, this year. They might be able to go and, and get a key back who's on the fringe of another club. I think at this stage... Happy to be wrong. It might evolve over years, but I think it'll be more for those players on the outer or on the fringe of their teams. There'll be different parameters the AFL bring in to make sure that the the superstars aren't being traded uh, in May, June, and the middle of the season. Hey, uh, Mitch, we are starting the seasons earlier and earlier. It's becoming a nine-month sort of competition. Tell me about it, Wallo. It's, it's bloody nightmare. It's, uh, <laughs> it's getting earlier and earlier. And yeah. then they've added the extra round in with gather rounds. You've got the pre-finals buy. And then when Tazzy eventually comes in, they'll have to have another round, really, for an extra buy. So, as you said, it could be starting January or February. I think the idea to bring it forward by one week is to help Sydney because the AFL's really, really biggest fear is that NRL starts two weeks earlier than the AFL in Sydney and the Giants and Swans lose a lot of momentum. By the time the, the AFL season starts, the Giants and Swans are, are already well down the pecking order when it comes to the Sydney 
I guess you could say there's over the lines of um, Queensland. So I think it would be more maybe the Sydney Queensland team start a week early, have a bit of a split round. Um, yeah, it is a long season, uh, and the players are that it. I think getting past to see if you a 37% pay rise for the men in the next five years. Uh, the average wage going from 400,000 to 520,000. Um, I think they'll, they'll play as many games as they can if they're earning that sort of cash. Yes, no, there's, uh, there's money's not to be made when you finish, I can tell you that right now. <laughs> hey, a uh, couple of uh, big names uh, coming to the end of their career, but Toddy Goldstein has said goodbye to North Melbourne. Is yeah. there a home for him, Mitch? I think it's the obvious one, Moon, given the relationship he's got with Brad Scott. Some concerns around Sam Draper and his groins, he's still not back to training. I don't think he's back in full training when he starts their pre-season. Um, there's some suggestion I've heard that, that Goldstein might get a one-year contract as a player at the Bombers under Brad Scott and then maybe a bit of coaching after mm. that. That could be something. But there's going to be so many teams looking for a, a backup Ruckman. You know, I think they're also looking for someone to come in before Toby Clay explodes. You know, when Grundy leaves Melbourne, gone, dare I say it, we'll need a backup. I'm not sure if that'll be the right fit for Todd Goldstein. You know, Port, um, you know, missed out on Grundy, what happens there? We still going to need some support from Marshall. So there will be jobs available for him. It's just where he sees his best fit. And he's from uh, Melbourne. He sees it uh, outside of Arden Street. It's going to be an absolute belter yeah. tonight, mate. And uh, your coverage on Channel 7 across the day. And, of course, again, tonight we're looking forward to that. Uh, the, we've been chatting to the Chief Footy Reporter uh, in waiting. King. I think, uh, the king of uh, <laughs> of the broadcast on Channel 7. Mitch, uh, thanks so much for joining us, mate. I know you're a very busy man. Enjoy tonight and uh, looking forward to grand final week. Thanks, boys. Thank you, Mitch. Mitch Cleary joining us on the show this morning in Brisbane today for tonight's game between the Lions and the Blues. Stay with us. Our local footy wrap-up next. And Moons and I are buying and selling in the marketplace. For Furphy at Little Creatures Village, Geelong. You're listening to The Warmer with Warlow and Moons.